Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Star Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. I think it's working now. Yes. Okay. It's counting. I hope that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, let's see where this goes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Better Than Yesterday podcast. This is your host, Paul Dick, and I'm sitting here with Mel Rower. She came into the gym today just to chat, and then when we started chatting, it's like, hey, let's let's just like put on the podcast. mics. Yeah, do a podcast. So if you haven't already, go and check out episode number 75, Every Day is a Gift with Mel Rower. It was a really great episode. And, Covered a uh, lot of ground that day. Yeah, we talked about a lot. So check that one out, and then come back and listen to this one. And leave us a review. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where we're going to go with this, but we were just talking about a whole bunch of stuff about business. business. She's got some like an injury going on now. And I think you did back then too. Yeah. And then you've gone for surgery. Well, um, and at the time, the last one, I didn't know it was broken. Right. So it was in that like in between where everybody was trying to fix it and nobody yeah. knew that it was actually broken the whole time. Right. <laughs> so. So when you have somebody look at your x-rays, make sure they look at them really yes. closely because yes. sometimes you just... If something hurts, stuff. get a second opinion. Make sure because honestly, like I dealt with a broken wrist for almost two years without knowing that it was broken and it hurt me a lot more in the long run because now I had a bone graft surgery that I'm recovering from. So yeah. quite extensive. When The kicker was that when, uh, when they finally realized that it was broken, the sport doctor told me that oh well you know if they had wrapped it up and t- taken care of it properly in the first place i would it would have just healed by itself probably would have been okay like, ouch yeah but hmm. so what could always be worse so what happened you ended up going for surgery yeah well and so like long story short so i fell off my bike too in 2020 yeah. um and this was like beginning of the pandemic and it was bad like it was very bad i landed on my wrists my brake seized and uh it was so painful that I, and I had broken my other arm before, so I was worried. And so I went to an x-ray clinic and they kind of rifled me through really quick and told me, nope, it's not broken, no broken bones, whatever. So fine, I went on my way and then saw all kinds of specialists, physio, AT, all kinds of like a, a specific arm um, physiotherapist and everything. And everybody, like nobody could figure out what was going on and why it wasn't getting better. And it was moving all funny. And I could remember like feeling clicking and stuff in there and like not knowing at that point that it was a broken bone, the pieces clicking together, <laughs> um, with people reefing on it. So that was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then it was, I think beginning of this year, 2022, beginning of this year that they re x-rayed it. And, um, sure enough, the bone is my scaphoid bone has been broken the whole time. Um, to the extent that there was no blood flow to the broken piece. And so they needed to do a bone graft surgery. So they took a piece out of my knee and put it into my wrist. And uh, yeah, so healing from that. It was a pretty extensive surgery. Like you posted some, did you post pictures or did you just show? Um, Just of the scars and stuff. Cause well, and I didn't realize, I don't know if I just made it sound so much nicer in my head than it was actually going to be. Yeah. Um, Because when I woke up in the hospital, they had this like huge brace on my leg and the, like, and it was all wrapped up. So I hadn't even seen the incision yet, but they literally had to like wheel me down in a wheelchair. Like I couldn't even walk. 
I was like, what did you do? <laughs> um, and if, then, I, if I pass oh, out crazy. right now, just, just like keep talking, okay? <laughs> keep talking. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I had just started a new business and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah. Quite, uh, yeah, quite more, a lot more extensive than I, than I anticipated. And I'm still in a brace now and have a follow-up. Um, they took a CT on Monday, and I have a follow-up on the 19th of December to like know for sure if the bone graft is working. So that's like the most frustrating thing is like after all of this that I don't even know if it's working for sure yet. So. And, sorry, when's that appointment? 19th, December Nin- 19th. December 19th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. you got just, just under a month, three yeah. weeks away or so. Yeah. No. All right. So send me all your positive energy because yeah. I believe it's working. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, and you're you're getting back in the gym next week, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Putting Part of the reason I came here today was to hold myself accountable to come back to the gym because my whole life is out of sorts since everything changed so fast. So yeah, working through finding some balance and building back all those foundational steps like eating and sleeping and working out. So yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, you know getting getting back into <laughs> exercise again. I know you're limited with your wrist and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but there's always stuff you can do. We've done in the past. We've gotten together, just did some one-on-one stuff, and like, hey, can we do this? Does mm-hmm. it hurt? Are oh, you yeah. okay with it? And yeah, stuff like that is is you know it's it's great to work through things. I know some people are very freaking stubborn, and they're just like, you might be very limited with what you can do, but if you can mm-hmm. still do something, like try and do it, you're still going to feel better about it yep. rather than sitting there and focusing on all the things that you can't do. It's like, don't focus on that. Focus on doing the things you can do and, and get as, as good as you can. Like mm-hmm. I know when Nick broke his wrist playing ultimate, he was like still back squatting. He was hitting classes every day. He was one doing arm, like, everything. yeah, one arm, yeah, it was everything. Yeah. <laughs> so one one side of his body is way bigger than the other side now, but mm. just kidding. No. But you know what? There's always something you can do, and that mm-hmm. was something really cool to see because he just didn't complain about it. He just showed yep. up to class, and he totally you know, did everything on Had one side. Had like a side super positive mindset about yep. it. Yeah. So. See, and that, I think I just need like a generally like to shift my mindset because that's I think part of it is that I was so used to doing – regular workouts and I was used to coming at 6am and I had a routine yeah. and now with all the changes and my schedule change and my job and everything, like I can't reasonably make that work anymore cause I just won't sleep enough. So it's just a matter of building a new routine with times that actually work. And it's not, it's, I mean, it's much simpler than I make it out to be in my head. So. Well, it's going to be a bit of trial and error and then putting some of the, those blocks into place. Mm-hmm. And I know since we chatted last, there's, there's a lot that's, that's changed. So kind of want to go over some of that stuff. So you left a job with the, with the city. Yes. And, uh, you went and you opened your own coffee shop. I did. So you became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Which is super exciting. And I'm, I'm so proud of what I'm doing. I'm like very happy to be what I'm do, like where I'm at. And I feel really lucky to have had such a, such an opportunity um, I worked for the city for 10 years. I put in my resignation on the day of the 10th year. Cause I thought that yeah. was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. I was like an iconic, it had been a- in the back of my mind. It had yeah. been in the back of my mind for a while that like, man, like this is not something I like doing. This is not something that I can If I look at myself in, I was what, I think like 33 years from retirement. Like if I look at myself in, you're still 33 years from retirement. Well, I would have been, you would have been. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I, I was not, I was not have, having it the, the regular, I don't know, 40 hour a week job. It was stable and I have benefits and a pension and everything. And, and so 
I would, and especially through the pandemic, super lucky, like very, very lucky to have had that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't something I really cared about doing. No. Um, I had different things that I thought would be, uh, I, I didn't really honestly know which direction I was going. And so, um, there's a little shop down the road from my house called Annie's Attic. So it's a, the parent company is called Darcy's Ark. And so it's a, an animal shelter with, uh, thrift shops and, um, uh, different businesses throughout the city. And so Annie's Attic is one of the shops and they had a cafe space and it used to be rented by a bakery. I can't remember what they were called, but I used to go get coffee there and like do a little bit of shopping and hang out and stuff. It was a really cool place to be. Um, and the one day the cafe or the bakery was just gone. It was empty. The space was empty. And so I was talking to the manager and she said, Oh, they just decided not to renew their lease. And she looks at me and goes like, so if you know anybody, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. And I'm thinking, no, like I can't, I can't open a cafe. Um, but I just, I got lucky. I ended up reaching out to the right people and making some really valuable connections. And then before I knew it, I had opened a cafe or a coffee shop. So, so how long, how long did it take from like that conversation with the manager to like serving your first cup of coffee? Uh, it would have been a couple of months. So I believe it was sometime in June that I learned that the space was available. Um, and then I kind of reached out to, so, uh, the coffee that I serve and sell is Harrison's coffee. So that's a locally roasted, um, coffee. And the owner of those restaurants, his name is Al Dawson is someone who I've probably learned the most from in this whole process. Um, cause at the beginning I was looking for a business partner, somebody I could do this with. Cause I don't know the first, I, I didn't even know how to use an espresso machine before I started this okay. and people think that's so funny, but like, I really did. I really didn't. No. Um, so I shadowed some of his staff and he kind of taught me the ins and outs of the basic business pieces. Um, and, and kind of told me that, I mean, I didn't need a partner and that I could do it by myself and, uh. So he put me in contact with a lot of different people like DeLuca's to get my machines all set up and installed and um, just different contacts as far as like equipment and supplies go. And after that, I just kind of worked through it and quit my job and <laughs> walked across the street and got a job at Santa Lucia doing serving. And so I could make some money on the side because obviously yeah. I wasn't going to make money right away doing the cafe. And yeah, that just kind of rolled with it from there. And that was it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Like I can't believe that I think so the first cup of coffee, that was the question circle back, um, would have been on July 30th, July 30th was my first day. So probably a couple of months. And part of that, I was like out in BC actually too. So about a month and a half, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That's super quick turnaround. Very. <laughs> Very. <laughs> That's insane. Cause like, you know, and it's good that there was a coffee shop there already because yeah, if you had to go through the process of getting like a permit for all that right, and stuff like that. Right. I guess it was probably what a permit renewal or well, some, and something so along those lines. The health inspector, I stressed the health inspector out to no end at the beginning because at first he didn't understand that there was an existing um, business there before. So and so, oh, the part that I uh, left out was um, in Annie's attic. They have a room in the corner where they uh, adopt out cats. Mm -hmm. So they bring cats from like anywhere between two to four cats at a time um, into the room at Annie's attic and they're up for adoption. And so they get more exposure there as well. Um, so they call it like a cat cafe. So you can get a cup of coffee, do some shopping and go and hang out with the cats and maybe adopt a cat. Um, there was a point to that. Where was I going? I really don't know. <laughs> I... My brain runs around in circles on the best day. <laughs> <laughs> Talking. So Annie's getting your permits. Cats, cat. Oh, yeah. permit. That's why. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Cause I was explaining, um, 
Two, the health inspector that like, it's a cat cafe. And he's like, but wait, there's cats and there's coffee. Like, that's not okay. Like that doesn't. And so yeah. the um, cats aren't making the coffee, right? Well, like, and, and I think it was just that he thought that the cats were in the same yeah. space, but they've got like a huge, crazy ventilation system. It's all like up to code and everything. So all I had to tell him was that there was someone there before, like, look at the previous permit. And then I passed like, no problem. He came in, tested the temperature of my dishwasher, my freezer, my cooler and stuff. And then I was good to go. So cool. Yeah. It helped. I wouldn't, ugh, I would never have done this with just like starting a, a, a new space. Like yeah. I, I, it's not something I would have taken on because I wouldn't have known enough. But. but it's cool that now you've learned that. So if, you know, you say, hey, I want to go and open my own spot and mm-hmm. then, you know, mm-hmm. have it open X hours or whatever mm-hmm. and kind of do your own thing, then you know what kind of hoops you need to jump through. True. And it's cool that all that stuff was sort of set up already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got really lucky because even something like, um, a requirement is to have either a commercial dishwasher or a three compartment sink. Okay. Um, and so it has a commercial dishwasher already. Why and it's three got the cooler. Um, it's, it's because you, uh, you need space to wash and sanitize the dishes properly before they get dried. Okay. Um, so it's just, it's a, it's a Manitoba health regulation. So there's a whole booklet of stuff that we had to um, qualify for okay. in order to open legally. By yeah. And the dishwasher just has to get to a certain temperature yep. or whatever. Yeah, so he turned it on and he had his little temperature strips and he threw one in there and made sure. And then you have to have like thermometers and all your freezers and fridges and stuff. Anyway, you store your food and they have to have a, an up-to-date copy of your menu and everything. So mm-hmm. all this stuff that I, I didn't know before, but learning as yep. I go. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Are you happy that you ended up doing this uh, solo effort rather than trying to find a business partner? That I go back and forth with yeah. um, because I do have connections and resources uh, that I can utilize as far, like with the things that I'm not so good at. Yeah. Um, something that I'm struggling a lot with right now is like my social media presence and my marketing. Okay. Because um, I can see, the, I think it's, the, yeah, that if I had someone that I went into business with who was better at that side of things, it would have been beneficial for me. Um, but at the same time, it's also kind of nice knowing that I can do exactly what I want with this business and build it the way that I want to, um, and implement different things as I see fit. And it's just, it's up to me. So it's daunting, but exciting at the same time, (laughs) kind of a, yeah. When you don't have like a playbook and that's the same as like opening your own gym and not being part of a franchise or anything like that. You go and open a restaurant or something that's franchised, you get, here's your playbook. Here are like the staff you need for these positions and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's like given to you. But when you kind of like make, put your own thing together, it's like you're starting from scratch. You're trying to find, you know, here are all the rules that you're going to take on as a barista sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. it's not just serving the coffee it's you know cleaning everything making sure it's sanitized it's like during downtimes like here's what i want you to do sort of thing yeah so it is it is a lot of work but like once you get some of that stuff into play it does help a lot Mm -hmm. yeah but getting those building blocks in place for sure is important because that's the thing like working for the city like i had specific like i trained a lot of people but it was like specific training and they had to pass this criteria in order to be certified to work right like lifeguards and swimming instructors, they had to be able to do these things in order to be certified and like work. Right. But this is completely different. So, cause I make the rules and I, yeah. I have even something as simple as like opening and closing procedures. And like you said, cleaning and maintaining things. And just, it's, 
it's all this stuff that I'm building now. I've never done it from scratch. I've always done it based on, like you said, the playbook that I was yeah. given or the set of things that I had to train on. So yeah. even training my staff, like they were half training me through it. Um, yeah. One of the girls that I hired, she worked at Starbucks. Georgia worked at Starbucks before. Yeah. So she had more cafe experience than I did. That's cool. I learned in July yeah. how to use an espresso machine. Yeah. So. Oh, no, that's good when you have like employees that can kind of show you Mm -hmm. the ropes in certain areas and stuff like that. And, you know, I've had some employees that have taught me different things in different areas, which has been amazing and and extremely helpful. And, uh, yeah, it's, have you found most of your team or has most of your team come to you? Mm, I think most of like most of our coaches have been previous like members Mm -hmm. and then just ended up like they'd been here for a long time time and it's like kind of had an idea of what their personality was like and just their work ethic and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and you know I just kind of like felt like they would be a good fit for a coach in in our community here so um we have had a couple from you know outside of here come which which have worked out really well as well um but yeah I haven't had to go and like do any postings or anything Mm -hmm. like that to try to find coaches specifically so yeah, they're mostly mostly homegrown. See, that's nice. And that's that's been a really daunting thing for me recently is just that I have recognized the need to have a daytime person because yeah. I'm the one who opens every day. Yeah. Um, and it takes away from a lot of the time I could be spent uh, like building the business or just finishing mm-hmm. off those foundation, like the government paperwork, the stuff that I just have put off and put off and put off and I'm not doing. And it, yeah. it, like a, a big part of it for me is also just t- generally time management and managing all of my time better. Um, and the way that I hired the first two was not by, based on posting something or advertising that I needed employees. Yeah. Um, Linnea was with me first. So the day that I was signing my lease, she is, she came and approached me. So she had previously, um, she was like babysat by, um, the daughter of the founder of the business. Um, and so she already had a lot of experience with the community and she used to volunteer there and she volunteered with the previous bakery that was in there too. So she was really familiar with everything. Um, and Darcy mentioned to me when I was signing my lease, he's like, Oh, like she might be looking for some part-time work. Like she's young, she's 15. Um, and sure enough, so she, she approached me and she introduced herself. And so I offered her a job. I asked if she wanted to come and work with me, be part of my crew. Nice. Uh, and then we found Georgia just over the counter. Yeah. Um, she had another like strange connection. She, she is really good friends with Linnea's sister. Uh, we, it's funny because the day she came in, she asked for an iced coffee and we had forgotten to turn the ice machine on. Okay. So, so we ended up just talking to her and chit chatting and she got her iced coffee with no ice and enjoyed yep. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and turned out she was looking for some part-time work and, uh, she had applied at a couple of different places, I guess, and had been looking at different options. And, uh, so we asked if she wanted to join our, our cafe crew and she accepted our offer. And so she joined us, I think it was like the next week. So I haven't actually, same thing, had to post or hire someone in the traditional mm-hmm. sense of like f- hiring an employee. So I'm kind of like, part of me is hoping that, um, part of me is hoping that, uh, somebody will just like walk through the door who's going to be a good fit, but I don't know yeah. if that's like a realistic expectation. So I don't know if I just like wait for somebody to come through or if I should just post something and kind of, I don't want to interview people is the problem because I don't think that you get a a sense of who they genuinely are because they always tell you like what they, not to, not to like, uh, 
discount the interview process or anything for people who interview. But yeah, but people, I like, people can I put like on a show on, for an exactly, interview, right? Yeah, so. like I like based meeting people and based on their vibes and their values. And uh, um, actually, Al Dawson wrote a book called If We Hire for Strengths, and he talks a lot about um, hiring people based on their values and what they find important and what they but uh, what they value versus skills mm-hmm. because skills can be taught but values cannot. So. Mm-hmm. That kind of gave me a different perspective. So I'm kind of like patiently waiting for somebody to come my way. Yeah. <laughs> Who fits? Mel's just but. sitting there at the window, just like looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm, t- I'm hoping by, the, uh, by January to at least have another member on our crew so that I can focus more on building the business. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting challenge because, you know, you're, you're always going to, you're always going to pick things up. You're always going to be like, oh, this should be done or whatever. And I'm, uh, I'm getting sort of better at delegating, not great at it yet, but I still still do a lot of, you know, the back end stuff around here. Michaela picks up a lot of the admin stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, I couldn't imagine like doing all the stuff that she's doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um like you were talking about doing, you know, paperwork and all that. I fucking hate that stuff like it just <laughs> last week and this week like I you know our, our bookkeeper Amy she's like the count she uh yeah she needed a list of things from me and there's there's certain things that like come out of the bank account for like subscriptions and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it doesn't really it doesn't send us a receipt but it is like paid through PayPal and stuff mm-hmm. like that so she'll like give me a whole list of stuff like hey I'm updating things here's what I need and uh, and it's just like sitting down to do it, and then try like not trying not to get like distracted. Whether it's mm-hmm. like turning "Do Not Disturb" on your phone on, and just like booking time off from like whether it's you know personal training appointments or whatever. But it's like you know you're like shit. Like I make money doing that stuff, but at the same time, yeah. like this needs to get done too, mm-hmm. so that you know we can see what you know, profit and loss looks like and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people f- forget about that too, that, that stuff that you have to do as a, a business owner. And I, and I mean, clientele and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, when people are like, that's cool. You, you own a gym, you must work out all day. It's like, <laughs> no, like I'll jump into a class and, uh, and that's probably about it. Like, I'm happy if I can jump into a class and I know I'm way better if I can do it in the morning, get it done and over with. And then whatever comes my way throughout the day, you just, you know, tackle it or, or work on your to-do list and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, there's always stuff that you just freaking hate doing. And, and ideally if you can outsource that and get someone else to do it, mm-hmm. that's a huge win. But, uh, yeah, if there's certain things that you, you just have to do as a business owner, just suck it up and get it done. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's usually not that bad when you like well, sit and that's down exactly, and make it happen. It, in, my, in, in, your, in your mind, you make it, I mean, I do anyways, I make it much more complicated than it actually is. Like things are fairly simple. It's nothing bad is happening. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just a matter of actually, like you said, sitting down and doing these things. But yeah. yeah. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's always things like you, we kind of started chatting today earlier about like all these ideas and stuff that's like popping up and, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's tough because, you know, you're interested in like so many different things and and it could be like business related or I told you a few of the ideas that I'm sort of working on that are kind of like spinoffs, you know, not gym specific, but it is like in the fitness industry and, and there was a course that I was looking at yesterday 
um, all these Black Friday sales are going on and stuff like that now. So I got this email for this course that I had thought about doing probably a couple of years ago. And um, I didn't, like, I. it's something I wanted to do. It's something I wanted to build. But my hesitation was I know how much work it's going to take to do it. And, you know, should I pull the trigger or like, you know, you got to have some balance put in place because if you're already all over the place and then you're like picking up something else or something new, it is going to be that much harder to, to balance things. So it's like, yeah. you know, get your, get your ducks in a row sort of thing. And then maybe, you know, jump on the program or whatever. So I think, I think I am going to, uh, to click the, click the buy now button and, and take this course. But, um, yeah, it's just there is some overlap to stuff at the gym here and another couple projects that I've sort of been working on. So, yeah, it's like, is there carryover? It's not something completely brand new. So um, I think having carryover is still going to be a value add to, to the business and to clients that are coming here. So mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, and as long as it'll reasonably fit into what you've already got going on and you can make it work time management-wise, like... Because that's what I'm striving for now is that anything that I, because I have, I get same, so many, so many ideas that I, yeah. I like, could never act on all at once or even, and some of them are just not ever going to be reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to focus on things that will benefit my business in the long run, help, help me to stay accountable and just things that I can work on and be, um, help to build the business into what I want it to be in the future, so... You said you were you were struggling with like because you're there a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, do you do you really need to be? Um, what are your what are your hangups with that? I just so our quietest time is yeah. opening. So because the store that we're in, the hours are eleven to six, Tuesday to Saturday. Those are also my hours. I can't be open when the store itself is closed. So it's kind of an awkward time to, to open a coffee shop just because um, I do feel that I miss most of the morning coffee traffic. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of working through some different options as far as maybe like a pickup drop-off or like a pickup uh, delivery option for coffee for different businesses around the area because we're right next to a bus depot. Yeah. Um, there's a police uh, station close by as well. So I kind of yeah. want to hit some of those businesses and see if I can implement um, a morning coffee program. Yeah. Um, Cause that's the thing, like at 11 o'clock when we open yeah. until like 2, 2.30 or so, it's fairly quiet. Sometimes we get like a, a big crowd of people that comes through, but usually it's just a group that's passing through and it's not like a regular thing. We don't have like those regular customers in between those hours, so it's fairly yeah. quiet. Um, and during that time, it's, it's, it's a little bit frustrating because I'm usually the one there. The girls usually, they're both in school, so they come in um, and take over for me anywhere between <clears throat> 12 and 2 o'clock. So by the time they come in, then there's more customers and then it's a little bit busier. And then I, I either stay and kind of help or I, or I go and do other things, but it's, it feels almost like I'm stuck there during those hours and I'm not bringing business and I'm not doing anything to build my business. And there's not a lot of customers coming through. Mm -hmm. Um, so trying to find, uh, and I'm trying, like I set up my computer and have great intentions of doing um, those, those things that I've been procrastinating doing and my computer sits there and I start talking to somebody and then I don't get anything done. Yeah. So I just feel kind of stuck in those hours behind the counter of the cafe when there, I could, I just feel like I could be utilizing my time so much better. Um, 
So a part of it is definitely generally time management, but I do think finding someone who's available during the day yeah. um, would be beneficial because going forward, like both girls, Georgia and Linnea, they will have school for at least the next few years. Like they're going to be regularly in school. So right. I think that I got lucky with Linnea um, this term in school because she's got most of her afternoons free, but in the, in the wintertime, it's probably not going to be like that. So I think for January, I'll for sure have to hire someone and it will benefit me and the business as well. Just giving myself the space to kind of work on, on building things and advertising and marketing and just getting, letting the other just businesses in the community know that we're around. Yeah. Um, that's always helpful. Huge, huge. One is for like, there's no sign on, you know, how there's the bill, big billboard signs on the, on the road for most businesses. Like we don't have that. Um, can you and get can you get a little or do you have like a little like a sandwich board kind of sign? Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. I'm just a little tentative to put it out there because people like it's an it's it's not a terrible area, but people kind of fuck around with things that are yeah. put outside. Yeah. Um. So I just want to be because they they mess with the garbage bin sometimes and yeah. they and the the bus shack yeah. outside like the glasses like things like I don't really want to put a sign out there just because I feel like yeah. um there's a high chance it would get vandalized. Um. Like I would do, well, I want to do, want to do more advertising on my car and things like that. And just bringing, honestly, like old school, bringing the flyers around and stuff, just letting people know. So they have a visual and they can see like, Oh, I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. Most of the time when people come into the store, because you don't really see it directly from main street, it's a little bit cause the parking lot is in front of the building. So it's a little further back. Yeah. Um, so people don't even see it when you drive by, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't necessarily look and see that there's a little coffee shop and a store there. Um, so it's just awareness and bringing like letting people know that we're around, I think will make a big difference business wise. That's cool. In summer, you'll have to like put up a little tent or something like that in the parking lot and just like do some advertising ahead of time and just get people to like do a little drive through for a coffee. Yeah. Sort of thing yeah. That'd or, be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's, yeah, it is challenging, especially if you have some limitations, but it's like, you know, don't focus on what you can't mm-hmm. do. It's oh, like, exactly. Think about things that you can do and just ways to get out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Do you find it's tough to work on things when you're at work? Do you feel like, yes. you know, if you take off to say another coffee shop or go home or whatever, I don't know if home's always the best thing. Cause like there's always shit to do at home and you get distracted, but yeah. do you have a place to go to work on stuff and like, you know, progress? Um, at this point, see, not really. I don't really have a spot that I go outside of the cafe that, um, that I go to work on, on building or doing stuff. I mean, it's, um, part of it is not, so my, I live really close. I work really close and my cafe, like within five minutes, I can walk between all three of them, which is really great. And I'm really lucky for that, but it also kind of, I feel like prevents me sometimes from going out and, 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 and marketing the business or going anywhere other than those places. Um, especially with my, like my lack of motivation lately with my like wrist injury and everything. Um, so as having somewhere separate would be, would be for sure beneficial. Just, I think like that mindset shift somewhere that I'm like more productive. Cause I feel like even when I'm home, I have all these things that I should, I feel like I should do, but in an order of like, like putting them into priority order and actually getting them done seems to be where I kind of hit a wall. So yeah, working through some of those things. All right. So maybe that's one thing you need to do is find a place to go and get some work done where you can kind of shut the world out, whether it is another coffee shop mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I know it's sometimes tough to like get work done here when I'm here just because yeah. like shit happens or whatever you're, you're just dealing with certain things and then it's like okay the day's gone by I didn't get as much done as I wanted to in this 
you know, area or whatever. Or you do an impromptu podcast and that takes up your whole afternoon. Yeah, but that's all right. That's, you know what, if the, <laughs> I, I want to bring people like value and, and mm-hmm. I think like stuff like this can really help people and, you know, whether there is someone out there that's like, yep, I can totally relate and it, if it mm-hmm. gives them some ideas on how to really, you know, dial something in, I think that's huge. Um, do you have like a little booklet of like opening procedures that you've written down step by step for somebody? Yes. Yes. Oh, cool. All um, right. we do have, we do have opening and closing procedures, yeah. uh, written down, which is beneficial. Um, the nice thing also about the fact that I have myself and only two other employees is that we know the ins and outs of, of opening and closing the cafe. And it's also inside of another business. So it's not like we're, we're not even the ones responsible for like locking the door and setting yeah. the alarm and everything at the end of the day. Um, which is really luck. Like it, it, it's, it's a nice way to start with my first business, not being completely on my own. Yeah. Um, so that does help. Cool. Well, yeah. Having that laid out is nice because if you mm-hmm. do find that person standing across the counter from you and it's like, they're looking for a little bit of work or whatever yeah. in the morning and while their kids at school or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that would probably be a good person to kind of like, you know, market that position too. Yeah. Cause it's like they could take off and, go get their kid from school or whatever. And yeah. yeah. And then the training would be simple as well. And if there was any other like appointments or other circumstances that they couldn't come in to work for, I mean, like I'm always close by that we can work together and find a functional schedule that works for everybody. So just, just putting that plug out there. Right. (laughs) Well, and and this morning I was talking to Michaela about like, I wanted to get someone that's going to be like a, an evening kind of like cleaner slash front desk Mm -hmm. person, they would end up doing more cleaning than like admin work, but they would do a little bit of both. And, uh, I said like, we, we need someone in here to, to do some of that consistently. Um, and she put together a big, like, you know, job description of like, Hey, here's, here are the tasks you'd be doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've got that all laid out. We've got all the, the little like jobs broken down and stuff like that. Some of it needs to be revamped a little bit just because it was done for the previous location and a couple things have changed, you know, coming over to this location, but it's just like, you know, having everything laid out and just like, here are the procedures that we want things to be done properly, like in order. And it's like, if you can follow this, great. If you can't, then that's not good. Like it's not going to be a good fit. So things need to be done. And in the past we've had, you know, some people that have kind of like either done a really good job or just kind of like didn't really care and just try to do it quickly. So it's like, you know, you want things to be done properly, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to have someone in here and you're, you're going to pay them to do it. So, yep. um, well, yeah. and implementing those procedures at the beginning and outlining yeah. like what you're expecting from them, I think is really valuable. Yeah, no, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. So, yeah, it sounds like that's a, that's a good thing that you've got that done already so that, mm-hmm. you know, you're all good to go if you do find that person. So, you know, hopefully maybe they're listening to this podcast. When, and when I find that when, person. Yes. But hopefully they're listening to this podcast and maybe decide to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Come on down for a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's damn good coffee. Damn good coffee. Cool. Is there anything else you want to add to our impromptu podcast here? Well, I don't know. I mean, the whole reason I was here today is because I feel <laughs> a lack of balance in general because I changed yeah. so many things at one time. And so yeah. usually, I mean, previously I would have shut down and not talked to anybody, but I'm working on talking to people and letting people know when I'm struggling because it definitely does help to talk to people. So You're talking to everyone right now, Mel. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yes. 
definitely helps. Accountability is huge for me. I like, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm more externally motivated and I'm fueled by other people for sure. So yeah, people, yeah. Even just like being here in the gym today and restarting my membership, it feels good. Cause I know that I, I will stick with it and I will, I will be here next week. Yeah. Accountability is huge. And yes. I think that's like with, even with our nutrition program, like so many people are, are liking that aspect of like, mm-hmm having someone to go to and, and talking to jazz about certain things and, and stuff happens like life happens oh, yeah. and it throws you off and then you maybe eat like shit or whatever. And then it's just mm-hmm. like, but you have that person to talk to the, to help kind of like get you back on track. Totally. And I, I ended up signing up with a, a business mentor again, more recently. And it was cool because like sat down, we did like a face-to-face meeting for a good two and a half, three hours or oh, something nice. like that. He just asked me tons of questions about the business. Mm-hmm. Then um, we did a Zoom call. I think it was another couple hours or so. And then basically um, had, you know, a bunch of our, our strengths, weaknesses, stuff like that. We went over. Um, and it's good to kind of like talk about it with somebody who has had experience building different businesses and selling them and stuff like that. Um, just to kind of take a look at yours and, um, you know, I, I need that accountability too. So mm-hmm. signed up with a coach and, um, I'm, I'm happy with it cause he's called me on some stuff that, uh, I'm just like, I just haven't done or been doing and stuff like that. And it's just like, Kate, hey, gotta like get this shit done and make, make it happen. And, uh, and it is only going to benefit me in the business more, but it's just Absolutely. like sometimes making and putting that time aside and, and making sure that it happens. So yeah, everyone needs accountability in, in some areas, especially if you want to progress and get better, whether it is like in the gym, getting a coach or nutrition wise, or, you know, you own a coffee shop and it's like mm-hmm. going in a million different directions. Like sometimes yeah. just talking to people helps to kind of like sort things out. Or maybe it is about going and, you know, getting a mentor that'll just kind of like keep you accountable. And I've had some business mentors in the past and, you know, it's, it's, been all right but so far um this has like surpassed um my expectations and uh i guess previously this this person isn't specific for gyms and i have mm-hmm. had people in the past that were specific for gyms and it was just kind of like i had consumed a lot of content and i was doing a lot of stuff they were already suggesting and mm-hmm. it was like oh great you're doing this you're doing this they're and, already gym specific yeah. yeah and and it can be expensive like i remember one one call was like with with this one gym guru was like 400 bucks us Ooh, just and for a call. yeah for Very a call we did like a face-to-face call and it was like he was looking at stuff and he's like cool you're doing this good you're doing this really well like all this stuff is good i'm like okay cool but like I don't want to know what I'm, you know, it's nice to know what you're doing mm-hmm. well, but I want to know like where I'm fucking up and where I can start fixing stuff yeah, and, absolutely. and putting time in so that I can see some big, you know, changes mm-hmm. and differences and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Those pieces that you need to work on, not, yeah. not so much the stuff that you're already doing so well. Yeah. And it's just finding the right person and, and you might end up having to go through, you know, a couple different coaches mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It was like that for me in swimming too. It's like, the first two swim coaches I got, like they were teaching me like way above my level mm-hmm. and I just, I, yeah, wasn't doing well with it. And then mm-hmm. I got, you know, Wonder Wanda Mathers and then she would just, she taught me how to dog paddle first and then how to push off the wall and stay streamlined in the water and like all that kind of stuff. So it made sense. Like she was teaching me from like the ground up and then it's like, I'd be swimming in birds hill park with her attached to me she's sitting in her dinghy yelling at me like head down front (laughs) yeah Yeah. 
face down. What was it? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Well, in a, in a big way, that's what you do here. Um, I mean, I remember when I started and realizing that I didn't even do push-ups or squats correctly. And, but I mean, that's the point of the base camp foundations. It was called, I guess at the time Yeah, is just to build from the beginning and make sure you can do all those foundational things properly first and then build off of that. And then it's easier. Try to keep you accountable in classes. Yes. 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 Cool. Well, anything else you want to add, Mel? I don't know. I think that's, I got to go to work actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, Thank you so much for coming in and chatting today. I don't know. Hopefully this helped. Thank you for the motivation. Yeah. Yes. No, no problem. Yes. And uh, I will. Everybody can hear that. I will be at the gym next week. Next week. <laughs> All right. My membership has been reinstated. Reinstated. Yeah. So, cool. Yes. Well, looking forward to it. It's and time. It's time. Thank you everyone for listening. Hopefully you get to take something away from this podcast and that it makes you a little bit better than yesterday. Thanks a lot, Mel. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.